to another episode of the Don's Cast, an AFC Wimbledon podcast. I am your host, Josh, coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. And today, we will be covering the last three games that AFC Wimbledon have played against Burton, Charlton, and Gillingham. Charlton being a check-a-trade trophy tie, Burton and Gillingham were both uh, league games. But uh, before we get into that, we do have some news. Wimbledon have actually made two more signings just before the end of the uh, loan window. Wimbledon have signed Jake Jarvis on a season-long loan deal from League One rivals Luton Town. Jarvis is a pretty good forward, actually. He's actually already played a couple games for us since signing him, but he's 26 years old, started two games for Luton and, uh, and had 13 appearances total. He spent a little bit of time in Plymouth, and he, oh, a lot of time in Plymouth. He had 127 appearances for Plymouth, and in that time he scored 31 goals. So Jarvis is a proven uh, goal scorer, and I think that'll really help the club out because other than Joe Piggott, we haven't really seen a lot of goals being scored. So I think including Jarvis into the squad is going to be a good move moving forward. Uh, He has the potential to really step in and get some more goals for us, which is what we need um, moving forward in the season. Our defense has been uh, pretty good for the most part. The only thing we really need to do now is score goals so we can get some points and win some games. And I think this will be a really good opportunity for Jake. I think he'll be able to fit right into the club, uh, whether it's right away or before he starts starting in games, or if it's just going to be a little bit of time. But I think he'll have a good career at Wimbledon. That's just my my hunch. I think there's a good chance that uh, he can do really well. uh, Wimbledon is going to be his 13th club. So this will be his lucky number, number 13, uh, AFC Wimbledon. And he took the number 10 which is great to see because we haven't had a number 10 since I don't even know when. Akin Fenwa, maybe? I don't know who the last player to wear number 10 was. And our second signing is 20-year-old Kieran Stabana, or Stabana, I'm not entirely sure, but he uh, has had, in his words, a really difficult few months, and he's happy to put it behind him by signing for AFC Wimbledon. He's one of uh, four Derby County U23 players that were released by Derby this summer. He had a trial at Crystal Palace that didn't lead to anything, so luckily uh, the Dons were just able to scoop him up and get him onto the squad, and I think that'll be really good. He's got 41 41 appearances in Premier League 2, and I think he has a chip on his shoulder. I think he really has something to prove, and I think Wimbledon is going to be a good good leap pad for him to either do really well at Wimbledon and then move on or just continue at Wimbledon and be a great player for the club. I think he has potential to be really good. He's only 20 years old. For now, he's going to be playing with the U23s, I believe, before he starts to make appearances in the first team. But I think it'll be a good signing. I think he's going to be motivated. I think he's going to step in, and I think he'll be able to really um, help bolster our defense in the future if he continues to develop and if he continues to put the difficult times and past failures behind him and really focus on Wimbledon and having a good role at the club and definitely improving the club. And in stadium news, uh, it's starting to look like the new plow lane won't be ready for the start of next season. Uh, They've already been in talks. The club has already been in talks to move the stadium opening from the first game of next season to probably later in the season or early 2020. 
So that's kind of hard to see. I was really excited that this could be our last season at Kings Meadow, but for the time being, it looks like we might have a little bit more time at Kings Meadow before we move to the new plow lane. Uh, Eric Samuelson, the club chair, uh, admitted that it was probably unlikely that the stadium is going to be ready for the start of next season. Um, the building work hasn't really begun yet, or I've only seen pictures on Twitter and it just looks like a pile of rubble at the moment. Um, so they were still tearing down the old stadium. So I think at the time being, it looks like Wimbledon won't be playing in the new plow lane at the start of next season, but rather toward the end of it or even two seasons from now, which is really unfortunate to see because I'm super excited to move into an 11,000 seater stadium as opposed to the current, uh, small ground that we're playing in in Kings Meadow. It was the smallest ground in League 2. We got promoted, and now it's, of course, the smallest ground in League 1. Uh, on Twitter and on Facebook, I'm in a few groups, and I can always see people posting about how away games at Wimbledon are always subpar uh, compared to some other stadiums around the league, and I think that's more than a fair assessment. It's a really small ground, and moving to Plow Lane will be closer to London, will be closer to more things to do when you're not just going to the stadium. I feel like Kings Meadow is just kind of in the neighbor of, in the middle of a neighborhood almost is what it feels like just from what I've seen. Of course, I haven't made the journey to Plow or to, sorry, to Kings Meadow. I'm already thinking about Plow Lane. I haven't made the journey to Kings Meadow. Uh, hopefully within the next year I'll be able to get to a game there and I'm really looking forward to doing that. But I'm still hopeful that Plow Lane could potentially be ready, although it's not looking very likely at the time being. But as long as we get a new stadium eventually, I think that'll be really good for the club. More revenue, um, more traveling away fans would be cool. And then also just being in a stadium of our own. We currently play in a stadium that's owned by Chelsea, and the Chelsea women's team plays most all their home games there. So I think having a place of our own, Returning to Plow Lane, it feels like the club's destiny, and it's bound to happen soon. It's really just a matter of if it's going to be next year or the year after. But within the next two years is what it sounds like AFC Wimbledon will now have a home of their own, and I think that's going to be great for the club. Club morale, and it, I think it'll attract more players to want to come play here. I think playing in a brand-new stadium definitely has its draw. I think it's going to attract some new signings, and I think it could be, in the long run for the club, it'll obviously be super excellent for us moving forward. So the first game of the past week was against Burton Albion away, and this was a tough game to watch. Um, I said last week that I thought Burton Albion could be the team that Wimbledon can beat up on and get goals and use the motivation to move forward, but uh, it was not to be. The Dons lost 3-0, and it was it was hard to watch. It felt like this was, this was supposed to be the game that the Dons just buried goals in the back of the net. Burton Albion is not a great side uh, for the time being. They're in a poor run of form, similar to how we are, and I think this was a chance that we could have used to propel ourselves forward, but unfortunately just couldn't get it done. Burton scored the first goal of the game in the 34th minute, and it was a great goal, actually. It was a volley from outside the box, and it put the Dons down 1-0. Um, Wimbledon were being really physical in the box, and it, they attempted to clear it, and the clearance fell right to a player named Stephen Quinn, and he volleyed it first time right into the back of the net. It was his first league goal since 2016, and it, it honestly was a great goal. But I felt Tom King probably could have had a chance at it. It almost seemed like he was glued in place. Sometimes I feel, I, over these past three games, I've kind of felt that way. Tom King was absolutely excellent in the first, like, five, six games of the season. And now I'm starting to wonder if he's as quick and agile as I initially thought he was. This 
just from the camera angle that I saw it at, it was obviously a hard hit shot, but it almost looked like Tom King could have maybe made a better effort to get to it, but he wasn't able to, and it went into the back of the net. And two minutes later, Joe Piggott tries to tie the game up and hit the crossbar, which seems to be the theme for the season thus far, being great, uh, getting great chances and just simply not converting them. And it was two minutes later, it would have been huge for the game, would have tied it up 1-1, but Joe Piggott hit the crossbar, and it was really hard to watch. It was really frustrating to see. So the half ended, Wimbledon down, one nothing. And then in the 47th minute, Kwesi Apaya missed another clear chance. He heads the ball over the crossbar. As soon as he uh, realized what he'd done, he just collapses to the ground. And it could have really just been a, it could have been a good goal. And it was an open net. And so this is two chances now. So this game should be two to one going uh, after the 47th minute. But we just continue to miss these open chances that seems to just be the theme for the season. In the 54th minute, Will Nightingale was just bullied off the ball by uh, a Burton attacker, and he scores and made it 2-0. This was a bad mistake from Nightingale, and I don't know really how I feel about him at this point in the season. He's been either really hot, really cold. He's either He had a horrendous own goal early this season, and if you, were to wa- if you watched this live or if you were at the game, you can just tell he was just getting overpowered. Um, the highlights are on YouTube, so if you get a chance, just watch this goal that Nightingale gave off, and you can see that he was just overpowered. There was nothing he could do. He just stripped the ball right off his feet in his own box and just put it in the back of the net, and that put the Dons down 2-2. And again, at this point, I really think the Dons should have had two goals, but they were down 2-0. Uh, so it really, uh, it was really unfortunate to see. The 60th minute, excuse me, six minutes later, there's a loose ball in the box, and Burton just scores and goes up 3-0. Uh, Jarvis played in this game, and he had a clear chance in the latter part of the second half, and he shot it directly at the keeper. Um, he had wide open net left and right, and he just shot it directly at the keeper. So if he converts that, then that's three goals we should have had. So at this point, I believe the game should have been at least drawn 3-3, but instead the Dons lost 3-0, and they just continue to miss these clear chances that they've had. And... Hopefully we'll be able to fix that uh, moving on later in the season just to really convert these chances that we're getting. Um, I think Jarvis is going to be a great addition, and I think he'll be able to get goals once he plays some more time. Joe Piggott has been great. He scored almost all of our goals this season. Kwesi Apaya has been missing um, scoring goals. And I think, I just keep saying, I feel like it's going to take time, but now we're over a month into the season. I don't know how much more time we're going to have to wait to continue dropping points like that. But moving on to the more positive side of things, um, we took on Charlton away uh, in the Check and Shade Trophy. Lyle Taylor wasn't in the lineup for this game, and I was really looking forward to seeing how he would perform against his old club. But again, he wasn't in the lineup. So the Dons went out, and in the 27th minute, Anthony Hardigan scored a dribbler that just managed to squeak past the keeper, and that put the Dons up 1-0. And uh, this was not an exciting goal by any means. It was a really slow shot, and it just kind of dribbled right past the keeper and into the back of the net. And that put the Dons up 1-0. And then in the 42nd minute, Charlton were able to level the game. They had a great set piece and a great finish. And the Dons really just had no chance at uh, clearing the ball or for Tom King to make a save. Um, so the half at the end of the half, it was tied 1-1. Um and in the 49th minute, Tom, Soar, Som, Tom Soares excuse me, scores the goal of the season, in my opinion. It was at least 30 yards outside the box, and he just bent it in past the keeper on the right-hand post. It was a great goal. It was something that I've been waiting to see this whole season. 
we seem to be shooting a lot from distance, but we're not converting a lot of chances. So for Tom Sowers to be able to convert a shot from so far out, I felt like that was really great to see. And I, hopefully they'll be able to take like that kind of mentality moving forward and continue to score goals like that because that just lit the away fans on fire. It lit a fire under uh, AFC Wimbledon as well, and it was a great, great goal. I love to see that. But, of course, Charlton responded in the 84th minute with an excellent goal of their own. Curves it in from outside the box. Um, it was pretty similar to Tom Sawyer's goal. I think it was a little bit closer to the net, and Tom Sawyer's definitely had a lot more power on his shot. But the game ended level, so they headed to penalties, and the Dons converted four out of four of their penalties. King saved one, and Charlton missed a penalty. So the Dons won 4-2 on, pen- or, yeah, 4-2 on penalties, and they earned three points in the Check and Trade Trophy table which is great to see. So they're currently sitting second in the table. I forget who the other team is that's on uh, in our group, but they won their game 5 nothing or 5 nil. Excuse me. I said nothing, and I said oh in my last episode when referring to zero, and I got a lot of backlash online for that. So I'm, gonna, I'm really going to try to focus on saying nil when I'm trying to say zero so that you guys can just get off my back about that. I'm American. I try my very best uh, to cater to you guys. But, um, so yeah, <laughs> they conferred, they converted all four of their penalties. They won it four two, and it was great to see. It was the first win I feel like we've had in a while. First win in three games, I think, I believe, I think it was. Yeah. And so the next tie, uh, will be against the Swansea U 21s. And I think that'll be a good game. Um, whenever these U 21 teams play in the league trophy, I feel like, it's kind of hit or miss. It's going to be what they're going to be really young. Obviously they're all under 21 playing against a senior squad in league one. So is U 21, uh, talent better than league one talent. It's just going to be uh, remain to be seen in this upcoming game. And then the final game of the week occurred on Saturday, like jilling him away. Uh, there was really good away support from the Dons, which was good to see. I saw pictures circulating on Facebook and Twitter of the Dons filled up almost in the whole stand, which was cool to see. Um, Gillingham are only about an hour away from where Wimbledon play, so it was great to see uh, so many traveling fans, and I happily applaud everyone that made the journey to get there. Uh, Barry Fuller was in the lineup for Gillingham, of course, former AFC Wimbledon player, and the Dons actually had four ex-Gillingham uh, players in their starting lineup, one of them being Joe Piggott. So the Dons came out for the first 10 minutes really fast-paced. They were really going for it before really settling down. Gillingham had a few chances early, and King was able to um, make the saves that he needed, and the defense was able to stand firm. Hansen hit the crossbar in the first half, and Piggott rebounded a shot, and it was saved in the bottom left corner. So again, that's two opportunities. If he doesn't hit the crossbar, it's a goal, and if Piggott is able to convert the rebound, it's a goal. So that we I can't believe we got out of that sequence of play with no penalty. So the first half ended scoreless, and then in the 53rd minute, Piggott was able to take a great touch inside of the box, dribbles it around the keeper, and lofts it into the backside netting on the far side of the net, and that put the Dons up 1-0. Tom King didn't even uh, get called into action until the very end of the game. It was the 95th minute, and it was a free kick for Gillingham from uh, outside the box, and Tom King makes a save fully stretched out, full extension in the 95th, and that secured three points for the Dons. And that was huge. Um, Getting three points whenever we can and winning competitions. That's two wins in a row now after three or four losses, I think is what it was in a row. So hopefully we can get into these winning ways. We can uh, get three points uh, away at Gillingham, which is a great sign for the club. Of course, Gillingham has also had a rough run of form to start the season, but 
so have we. So it's been great to see. Uh, it was great to see us get three points away at Gillingham. I really think it'll help the club moving forward. And um, in the Checker Trade Trophy, we also won that game. Of course, the loss to Burton hurts, but overall, I think this was a decent run of three games. Two wins and a loss. I'll take that any at any point in the season with this kind of uh, the kind of club that we are. So, uh, just to conclude, I think this was a good week. I think uh, three points away, three points in the Checker Trade Trophy. Of course, the heartbreaking loss against Burton, but again, we could have had three goals. It's just about converting them. And I think um, with the new signing that we have in uh, Jarvis, and I think Piggott's also been on fire recently. I think he'll continue to have a game, uh, games where he just continues to score lots of goals. I could see uh, Piggott getting a hat trick uh, in the next like month or so, probably. I could see him really just burying some goals in the back of the net because when he's on, he's on. He was having a great week. He's had a great season so far. He's been our main goal scorer. He's been the guy in the net, and I think after losing Lyle Taylor last season, I think that's really great for the club to have someone like that, that they can rely on that can really just score goals for them. So uh, just to conclude the week, the Dons are finally winning games and it's fun to watch. Uh, Piggott remains in great form. Of course, he's the best player on the squad thus far. Uh, Deji Oshalaza still on the squad. Didn't get, uh, didn't get loaned out or sold. So we'll have to offer him a new contract if we don't plan on losing him. Um, He's been great in defense. He hasn't been, doing much else other than that um i'm still looking for our defense to create some more chances i think civic has been great i think purrington's been great Tenai watson's been getting a lot of playing time um and i think that's really good to see for the club i think um having good fullbacks and having good defenders is really great when we are uh, looking to create chances on the attack and i think if they continue to uh play in the way of form that they have been it's going to be good moving forward in the season uh, the form of the club has gotten better over the past week, and if they can just continue this good run of form, I think it's going to be pretty good for the rest of the season. Um, we just have to stay positive. We just have to keep looking forward, and I think uh, this past week getting those two wins were able to get us out of the hole that we've been in for the past week and a half or so. Uh, my only critique really for the past week is we're still struggling to convert clear chances, and that seems to have been the uh, the theme for the year. I mean, we really should have seven to nine more goals this year that we just haven't gotten. A couple of them were on missed penalty calls, but also just blatantly not clearing and uh, I mean, sorry, not finishing in the back of the net. And um, I think if we're able to convert those chances that we have, I mean, they're there. All we have to do is get those goals and get those points. I think once we start doing that, it'll be really good. So as of right now, we sit in 13th with eight points. Uh, we have a negative four goal differential, but things are looking up. Um, this past week has been really, uh, really great for the squad. And I think those two wins that they got are definitely going to help propel us forward. Um, our next matches are Scunthorpe at home, and I think that's going to be a good game. Scunthorpe sacked their manager earlier this year, so I think um, this could be a chance for us to get a nice home win. Uh, I think Wimbledon could win that game 2-1 or possibly even 3-1. It's going to be at home, so we'll have the home support behind us. So that'll be really good. And then we play the Swansea U21 team, and I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on their players. It's just going to depend on whether a League One team can compete with the U21 side of a higher-ranked team. I believe Swansea's in the championship now. And then the last game of the next couple weeks uh, will be against Accrington Stanley, and that will be away at uh, Stanley. So uh, they've had a decent run of form this season. They, I believe they're sitting in 10th on the table. Uh, they had a good win against Bristol Rovers, and uh, they lost to Gillingham, which is uh, good to see. So... 
it really depends. I guess we'll see how uh, that game goes. I think that's the that's the one game where I feel like it ended in a draw, whether it be 1-1 or 2-2. But who knows? I mean, these next couple weeks are really going to be make or break for the team. I think this good run of form can continue. And I think if we just continue to convert uh, or start to convert these uh, chances that we've had, uh, we'll be able to get some more points. And that's really, at the end of the day, that's what it takes to stay up in League One. So... Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been an episode of the Don's Cast. If you want to talk with me on Twitter, I'm at the Don's Cast. Uh, I respond to just about everyone that tweets at me, so give me a follow. Tell me your thoughts on this episode. Tell me your thoughts on AFC Wimbledon. I'll definitely get back to you. Uh, if you enjoy uh, what I'm doing here, please leave a uh, leave a review, rate, subscribe, and uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate the support that I've been getting online. It really does mean a lot. So thank you guys so much. This has been the Don's Cast, and I am your host, Josh. Thank you so much, guys.